big are our problems, really? And I wanted to share this story now because in the middle of all this COVID-19 pandemic kind of freak out that we've got going on, I want all of you to step back and go, really? You can't find toilet paper? That's your biggest fucking problem? I promise you, your problems aren't near as big as you think they are. Now, I'm not diminishing your own struggle. We all have our own struggles at different levels. But I think we have to step back and make sure that we're keeping those problems in perspective. And we're making sure that we are not allowing our minds to magnify our problems. It's Evie here. Welcome to EML Radio, where we are always talking truth. All of those things you need to hear that nobody else is willing to say. Hello, my friends. Welcome back to EML Radio. I have a story to share with you guys today that is really timely and kind of was a big eye-opener for not just me, but my whole entire family. And I think it's worth sharing with all of you guys because this is a time where we really probably need to start keeping things in perspective or bring things back into perspective and really realize that our problems probably aren't quite as big as we think they are. So let me start at the beginning. Uh, About six weeks ago now, my husband was in a car accident and it actually was a fairly serious accident and he did cause it. So he was frustrated, kind of just trying to do too many things all at once, really just kind of running at too high of a tempo. And he admits that we all do it a lot. It just so happened that he ended up causing an accident because of being distracted not on his phone or anything like that. We definitely don't look at our phones when we're driving, but his mind was just otherwise occupied. So he was running over to our bank. It had to do with a financial issue. Someone was supposed to be wiring us money and we didn't receive it. And so needless to say, he was frustrated. It all turned out okay. So he ended up turning around in a parking lot, stopped at a red light, and he has no idea why or where his mind was, but he stopped at the red light and then went and hit a gal and a passenger that she had in her car. And this was at a busy intersection. So it was a really serious accident. It totaled both our vehicle and her vehicle. Thankfully, my husband was okay. And more importantly, the girl and her passenger that he hit all walked away from the accident, totally unscathed. So that was a huge blessing. But anyway, needless to say, it was It was really kind of experience that kind of shook him up. And he was cited with a careless driving. So for a ticket like that, he had to go appear in front of the judge. And the day he went, this is the part of the story that I want to share with you. So he went down to court. And, you know, I don't know if you've ever been through an experience like that or not before. But he was in the courtroom with a lot of other people ranging from all different kinds of infractions and arrests and all sorts of stuff. Not just traffic violations, but there was things like drug possession and all sorts of things. So anyway, when he was sitting in there, it was a huge eye-opener for him. And he actually would explain it that it was kind of a blessing in disguise that he had the opportunity to go down and sit in this courtroom because of hearing everybody else's story in there. 
So he ended up getting a couple hundred dollar monetary fine. That was it, which he fortunately was able to pay right then and there. And I say that because he was in that courtroom with a lot of people that there was no way they were going to be able to pay a fine. So when he got home, you know, I was just having my everyday life and he comes in and he's just really super quiet. I'm like, dude, you know, what's up? How was your arraignment? (laughs) And he was like, really? I can't even tell you what an experience that was. So I'm like, what do you mean? And at this point, my husband's like got the softest heart, kindest heart out there. And he says, I had the biggest wake up call about what other people's lives are like on a daily basis and how much I take for granted and just how much we as a family take for granted. I'm like, well, what's the deal? And he's like, well, there's this one guy in there. He goes, you know, the judge calls him up and can't remember what he was in there for. But anyway, the judge is asking he was going to be getting a public defender and they had to see if he qualified for it. So the judge asked him, you know, do you have a job? And he says, yes, I do. I work. And he said, well, how much do you make? And he said, I make $15 an hour. And he said, do you have a family or dependents? And he said, yes, I'm married and I have two kids. Okay, he's married, two kids and making 15 bucks an hour. I don't need to do the math for you guys. And he says, well, does your wife work? And he said, no, she stays home with our kids. Um, He's like, well, do you have anything of any kind of value to put up? And he said, "Um, well, I have my trailer. And he's like, well, how much is your trailer worth? And he said, well, it was really expensive. It was $3,000. At this point, my husband's telling me the story and he can't even talk because he's so lumped up over this, right? Big lump in his throat, feeling terrible for this guy. Now, yes, did the guy break the law? Obviously he did, but hey, look, so did my husband, right? Maybe not to the same degree, but that's really not the point of the story. The point of the story is it was a huge wake-up call for my husband sitting down there listening to the way so many other people live and the really unfortunate circumstances in their life. Now, we're firm believers that people have control over what they do with their life, but let's all just face it. like We don't all have the exact same opportunity to start with, and we all don't have the same kind of support or education. So anyway, my husband is really shaken up by this whole experience, and he's saying to me, I was just embarrassed to even be in there and not to be in there with these people. He was embarrassed that he takes so much for granted and is so preoccupied by some stupid wire transfer that he causes an accident of this magnitude. So needless to say, it was a great experience. And his conversation with me was that, you know, our family needs to be doing some more volunteer work. Now, we are generous people. We don't have a whole lot of extra time because my husband works full time. He's a physician and I'm running several different companies. So we don't necessarily give a lot of our time, but we are monetarily very generous. But we discussed it and realized, you know, we need to be doing more hands-on charity work so that we as a family have reminders frequently in our life to not take things for granted. So this is the best part of the story. The next day, I picked up my daughter from school, and I'm telling her about this because she was like, what was wrong with dad? Like, dad was really upset after that. So I told her the story about the guy that's making $15 an hour supporting a family of four on it, and here's her response. She goes, man, mom, all these people out there in the world have real problems. 
I mean, real problems, problems like how are they going to put gas in their car? How are they going to afford groceries this week? How are they going to afford any kind of school clothes for their kids? Shows, and here we are, all of our problems stem from the fact that we act like fucking idiots. <laughs> no, you got to love my daughter. She really is an amazing being, and she is just such a high-level thinker way beyond her years. I mean, she's only 13. So she said, you know, I'm all for it. We need to like go out and do things in the community so that we don't lose track of how good we really have it. Now, those of you that don't know me, I don't want to paint this picture like my family is just like these kind of wealthy assholes that just don't care about people. That is completely not true. If anything, we are we are very empathetic. We are very generous. But even that in even all of our generosity that we think we put out there we still had lost perspective on what problems really look like. So we've had a rough couple of years. I won't bore you with all the details, but lots of life changes for me personally, selling a business, starting new businesses. My husband's had big changes at work. My daughter, we ended up pulling her out of school. Then we homeschooled her for a period of time. Then we put her back into a school that she's still not very happy with. So yada, yada. We have had a lot of things on our plate, but I'll tell you what. None of those problems were as big as the guy who's standing in front of a judge that makes $15 an hour trying to support his family of four. And the only asset he has to his name is a $3,000 trailer. So I wanted to share this with you guys because I think that we need to all step back sometimes and really think about how big are our problems really? And I wanted to share this story now because in the middle of all this COVID-19 pandemic kind of freak out that we've got going on, I want all of you to step back and go, really? You can't find toilet paper? That's your biggest fucking problem? I promise you, your problems aren't near as big as you think they are. Now, I'm not diminishing your own struggle. We all have our own struggles at different levels. But I think we have to step back and make sure that we're keeping those problems in perspective. And we're making sure that we are not allowing our minds to magnify our problems. If you are out of work or if you are on unemployment now or you're going to be losing your job because your business is closing down, I get it. That shit is real problems. But you also have the opportunity to Not allow your mind to turn those into something they're not because you are never hopeless. There are always solutions. So I'm going to leave you this truth. Your problems are not as big as you think they are. If you are listening to this podcast or if you are watching this on YouTube, chances are you have a vehicle, you have a nice warm home, you have an iPhone or some other smartphone, you have a television, you have a computer, your problems aren't near as big as you think they are. Remember that. Have a good one, guys. Thanks for tuning in. We'll see you next time.